0: and on the court
1: money's gotta be the shoes shoes shoes, shoes. shoes. you sure it's not the shoes i'm sure I'm right. money's
2: gotta be the shoes
0: and here's your host jamel cutler
2: What up, what up welcome to kicks today we have my brother from the crib one of the stars of the newest power book my guy chris lofton how you doing my boy man i'm good brother how are you All right good. man can't complain man really can't complain indeed Sorry. so can you talk about like how does it feel to be a part of the power universe
1: no it's real you know what i'm
2: saying like because i'm one of them people where
1: i I still feel like, you know, a lot of people feel like when they in the entertainment industry or something that they still, they're kind of detached from reality. I'm not there yet, you know what I'm saying? Even though I've been doing this 20 some years, I'm still at the point where like, nah, dog, I'm I'm a power fan. So it still hits me, like, I'm just a fan. Like, I I remember being on set, couldn't even like, I had to remember like, nah, you supposed to talk right now. Like, nigga, you got a line. it's like, wait a minute, you supposed to say something right here. Cause I just was standing back and just watching it. Like, yo, look at this is Tommy. Oh shit, this is Tommy. And it's like, nah, I had to get out of that and just be like, nah, dog, you actually a part of the universe now. So for me, dog, it just, it really mean everything. And to be filming it back home where I'm from in Chicago and to be on Tommy, Tommy was my favorite
2: character. So it's like, man, like this a dream come true for real. About Tommy's character. Like what was it about it? like about him in particular that drew you to him because like for the most part like if like if I ask NBA guys like who's your favorite character from power they always say Tommy. I'ma say
1: for me, I think it was because Tommy was the only character that stayed true. He was unapologetically himself the entire series like from from the pilot episode 101 season one to the end season six to his appearance on the spinoff on Ghost he was always Tommy from the very beginning and whether you liked it or you hated it, he was him. Everybody else had like ulterior motives. They were trying to be something else. They wanted to be more than what they are. Tommy just wanted to be Tommy and I respect that, you know? And, and, and I just feel like Joseph Sakura the actor and the man were just phenomenal at conveying the emotions and layers that the Tommy character had. You mentioned your
2: favorite character. How about the worst character in your estimation? For me, it has to be Zeke from um from Ghosts. Yo, my nah, man, you <laughs> <Nah. laughs> Yo, big facts. If you if you go to his Instagram comments, that shit is Yo, like he, a war zone. You know I'll be
1: seeing it. Yo, that shit is telling people, shut the fuck up. Hey yo, y'all better leave Daniel alone, man. That's why I ain't gonna even say nothing. I'm gonna leave Daniel alone, man. But I ain't gonna say you wrong. Just in character though, not in real life. Oh yeah, no, I've never met him. <laughs> I, I've never met him. Like, I think that, I I actually, I like the Zeke character though. I'm not gonna lie, I feel like the Zeke character is necessary, but I, man, who would be, yeah. We gonna just leave, yeah, we gonna leave that one alone. We gonna leave that
2: They got the storyline of him being older. Than he is, and um, to me, that kind of reminded me of Thon Maker when he was oh, um, wow, when he first came into the league. And dudes were yeah. saying he was like 25.
1: Oh, wow, I forgot about I mean, He was big, though. <laughs> Thornmaker Maker was like eight
2: feet tall, boy.
1: He did look old, I ain't gonna lie. He did look old. I remember <laughs> Thon Maker. I, I used to put him in on 2K before people really knew who he was and just go to work. Sound like he was cheating, but. That's yeah, think that's, that's why I would pick Dallas too when, when they still had Bobon. I just throw Bobon in, I start them, just throw throw
2: it to him, give it the Bobon. All right, so like, what's different about Force that sets that series apart from the other Power Books?
1: Well, from the spinoffs, I start with what separates it from the spinoffs. What separates it from the spinoffs is the fact that I feel like we're gonna go back to the OG Power vibes with adults. You know what I'm saying? Like we we. We in real time, you know, Raising Canaan takes place in the 90s and uh, Power 2 Ghosts, it takes place in real time. But they're like teenagers still, college kids, they're kids, you know, but ours, Power 4-4s, we're adults, we grown. You know what I'm saying? We we, we not on here making out. We, we, we you know what I'm saying? We, we doing the do. We we not doing that. It's, it's, it's adult time on this one. And I feel like what separates us just from the universe totally is I really think that this is going to be, the most diverse power that we've ever had, you know what I'm saying? Like we incorporated the the um, the mob into ours, so we have a, a a mob element to ours, and it creates this whole diverse group of characters. You know what I'm saying? We got we got way more characters than just your average power. It just don't seem like uh, it won't seem like for some people, for a lot of like the different demographics that maybe not watched power because they said, oh, it was too hood for me, too urban for me. Well, it's like now y'all ain't got no excuse. We got Chibs from Sons of Anarchy. We got we got my girl Lily Simmons from Banshee. We got my boy Shane Harper from High School Musical. Now what's y'all excuse? You know what I'm saying? And then we got our fearless leader, mm-hmm. Joseph Secor. So it's really, we got something for all of y'all. And if y'all still want to keep it hood, oh, don't worry. We we here too. And 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 that's what I think is gonna really separate us and, and really make us one of the biggest spinoffs, I think, man. I really, I really feel
2: that. You know, Chicago has the reputation of having, you know, a lot of gun violence. Are you worried about a show like Power, like, kind of adding to it, even though Power is, like, set in a fictional um, type of world? No, I'm not. I'm not, honestly. I'm more worried about the the, the rap
1: music from the local artists from Chicago that they play on the radio Mm -hmm. to the seven-minute episode of Power. You know, I don't think that that's Mm going to negatively affect the community of Chicago. I think that... Chicagoans are smart, our fans are smart. We gotta give them more credit. I don't think that they watch this show and think like, oh, let's go out here in Chicago and actually do these things. I think that they have a uh, very good discernment and they're able to compartmentalize enough to know that this is a show, this is TV. And yeah, shit like this does go down in Chicago, but that don't mean we are gonna get out here and, and do it too. I, I don't think that it'll contribute to the gun violence. If anything, I think, a show like Power being in Chicago with everyone's favorite character, Tommy, will help bring the city together. Honestly, if we are being real, because people people in Chicago, we wear that. If you're from Chicago, we wear it with a badge of honor. So now mm-hmm. you can add the fact that, oh, yeah, and they filmed Tommy's show in our city. Like, we wear that. Like, we we proud of that. We That don't make us want to go shoot nothing up. That make us want to brag.
2: You know, you just mentioned Power, well, forces set in Chicago. Um, having a show like that set in your city, would you like put that on par with like, say for instance, the Bulls winning a title?
1: Mm, what, Like what I think it does for the city? Yeah. Put, I won't say it's up there with the Bulls winning a title, but I would say it's up there with the Bulls being good at it. With that, just that energy in the city. You could just tell when the bulls are good or when the bears are good, you could feel it in the city, bro. Like it's different. I know anybody, wherever city you from, when your team is winning, the whole city, it just seemed like y'all, the city just got more money all of a sudden. It just seemed the sun (laughs) shine a little brighter in the city for the bulls in first place, you know, and and that's kind of how I feel with with power being in Chicago. It's like that, man. It, It feels like the bulls are winning again.
2: I like for the most part that power like usually cast people from the city that the story takes place in mm-hmm. um like he talked about the opportunities power has afforded you know local actors Oh from yeah, Chicago
1: man. yeah definitely it, it is really put a light on it especially for Chicago because with a lot of shows man what they do is they 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 don't really cast the meaty roles with the locals. They, they, they fly them out from LA, from New York and put them wherever you're filming. And, and then they just trickle off those small roles that don't really hold weight or value to the locals. But we ain't do that on Power Bro. We, we got some great meaty scenes and actors who bring so much value to the show. That are locals from Chicago. My boy Guy Van and he plays Paulie. My boy Amon Ferguson, he played Marshall, Lucian Cambridge, Series regularly. he played D-Mac. Uh, my boy Brian Keyes, officer uh, he he's gonna play an officer on here. Um, who else we got, man? Everybody. Seamus, uh, we got he plays Seamus, his name is Debo. Debo is gonna, he's from Chicago, like Phil Donlin. Like, we got so many people really from the crib, bro. And I think you're gonna be able to tell. You're gonna be able to tell. Cause I feel like Chicago and New York are synonymous in that sense where I don't think you can get, there's there's very few cases where you can get somebody from another city to portray somebody from New York or somebody from Chicago. That's hard to do. It, it, it sounds crazy. You can almost get somebody from New York to portray somebody from LA, but you can't get somebody from LA to portray somebody from New York or Chicago. It's just, it has a disconnect. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like in power, they realize that. And it, and I think it's really gonna help the integrity of the show. The fact that some of the core characters are really from Chicago and we're not just acting.
2: What was it like working with um, 50 Cent?
1: Man, five, 50 is the man, you know what I'm saying? Like, once again, I was mm-hmm. a high-hard 50 fan. I still remember 2005-06 bumping them albums in my little 1990 baby blue Toyota Camry. I still remember that. You know what I'm saying? Like working with 50, as long as you listen more than you talk, you're going to learn so much. You're going to absorb so much gain because he don't stop dropping jewels. He don't stop dropping jewels. and then he'll give you one of these. He'll give you one of them little taps just to make sure you listen. Like, you know, New Yorkers, they passionate. You get to talking. He don't think you listening. He'll touch you real quick and be like, you heard me? Yeah, man. We got to do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you, five. I'm with you. I'm I'm here. It's like, yeah, man. He's just to watch his work ethic. I remember I I went to a bottle signing he had in Vegas and I watched this man probably sign with his own hands, not no stamp, no assistant helping him, nobody helping him signing over four, 500 bottles of liquor, bro. He had like five or six shopping carts full of them, and they was handing them to him one by one, signing every single one of them, signing every single one of them. And then after he did that, he went his ass right outside and, and waited on all the people who bought the bottles to take pictures with him and do a meet and greet, like immediately after. There was no five-minute break, 10-minute break. And I know people with less than what he has, not even a half or a tenth of what he he has who wouldn't even do that. And for him to be up here and still do that, it just shows like the way he connected to the people is why he's able to get away with doing all the things that he does and be so successful at what he does is because he's
2: too connected to the people. That's a good fifty cent story, but um, my favorite fitty is the petty Instagram um fitty like like uh, do you have um a best um petty fifty cent story?
1: A personally petty Fifty Cent story? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm gonna leave that. I, I think I'm gonna leave that. He this, is the petty king though. Fifty is definitely the petty king. I'm gonna just say. I'll say this. I won't leave. I won't give many details. I'll say this. He he hit. He's great at doing those ditty crops. When he crop people out pictures, he he'll do that a lot. And and I noticed it. I noticed it, I don't know if everybody notices it, but he'll crop people out of a picture in a heartbeat. And, and it's, and I know he being petty, but that's 50. And I, I love it, man, that's 50. Like I feel you, those are my favorite moments too, the petty 50, he, he a monster on the internet though. He know what he doing, that's the thing about 50, he know what he doing, He he's very calculated. He don't don't think he's just doing that just because he want attention,
2: no, he know what he doing. Every time he goes at Tierra Marie, that should be having me in stitches. Every time.
1: Yeah, man, yeah, we don't care, we don't care. That's, he doesn't, he just doesn't. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so like the writers on power, they're the most trigger happy group of people I ever seen. Like yeah. coming on a show like this, do you ever worried about, you know, your character getting killed off too soon and then like you're looking for work again?
1: Yeah, every day, like literally, that was all I did. Like I would get these scripts. That, this is one of the scripts right here behind me. I would mm-hmm. get the scripts I wouldn't even like check for my lines first. I, all I would do is flip through the script to see if I died or not. That's all I would do every before a, every single table read. I'm flipping through it. Did I die? No. Nope. Okay, I made it through this one. I made it through this one. That's it. Nobody's safe in power. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. And like you said, the writers have made it that way. And it, I think I think it's a gift and a curse. You know, it keeps us it keeps us all on our toes. It definitely keeps us all on our toes and and, and giving our a game. And it allows us to to you know, humble yourselves in a way, because, you know, like, no matter what, you could die tomorrow. So it, it keeps you humble and it keeps you on your toes. But on the flip side, it it you know, we become a family when we film these things, bro. You know, we we was off in Chicago for seven, eight months filming that. Like, those are my people. Those, those are my people. Bro. You know what I'm saying? So it hurts if one of us have to die. So that that's the, that's the thing that I say, why I would say it's a gift and a curse. That's the part we don't think about is these people really become our family. So when they die, their presence is felt when it's no longer there.
2: Did any of the deaths from like the previous powers or like the other power books, you know, kind of resonate with you?
1: Yeah, I didn't, um, I would say one of them that resonated with me the most of, of course is Ghost Death that resonated with me the most, but I felt like he had to go. So I wasn't that really disappointed. I just, from a fan's perspective, I just know how much I loved his character. But that's a testament to to the show and these writers and the actors because Ghost died a long time ago. And yet we're on seasons two and three of these other shows and we still watching. I remember the point where it was like, man, how are we going to watch this without Ghost? How are we going to watch without Ghost? And it's like easy. They said, oh, you want to know how? Watch this and they just created this world and universe. So I will say that Ghost Death was one that did that to me. And, and
0: Lakeisha's, man, cause I wanted Tommy to be with Lakeisha, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't like Holly for him, but I love Lakeisha for him. <laughs> a VPN is a must have if you want protection in your online activities. Whether it's buying sneakers, looking at the latest scores, buying concert tickets, or streaming your favorite shows, Surfshark VPN has you covered. Surfshark has wide range of support for most popular video game consoles. This, coupled with unrestricted use on any number of devices, make this the best VPN on the market today. My favorite thing about Surfshark is that you can use it anywhere in the world on multiple devices. So, if you love your streaming as much as I do, then you'll be amazed at Surfshark's excellent streaming performance and polished interface. Go to Surfshark.deals/ forward slash kicks and use promo code KICKS. That's promo code K-I-C-K-Z and save an astounding 83%. That's only $2.49 a month. Oh, did I mention that you get three months free? Yes, three months free. For this great price, you get an ad blocker, two-factor authentication, unlimited device support, an independent audit, and most important, peace of mind when you're surfing on the internet who wouldn't pay for extra internet security i know how much surfshark has protected me and my family and now surfshark can do the same for yours once again go to surfshark.deals forward slash kicks and use the promo code kicks that's k-i-c-k-z and don't pass up on this amazing opportunity since you've been on power how many people ask you
2: if, if ghost is still alive Dog. That's all you hear on Instagram, man. That's on all
1: Twitter. I hear. People keep asking me, people keep asking me, man. I know, I know you could tell me, just tell me, bro. Is he gonna pop up on y'all's? What? Which one he gonna pop up on, <laughs> right? And now the new thing is Mecca Ghost brother, ain't he? Mecca, Mecca, he is brother, ain't he? Y'all know you know. Just tell me like, yeah, nah, I don't know nothing, bro. I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm gonna survive season one, bro. Let alone, uh y'all, we gonna find out together. Let's see. <laughs>
2: You know, I'm not sure if this is a question like for you or one of the actors or the writers, but like timeline wise, like are the characters from Force like familiar with the existence from the characters from like the other power books? No. So no,
1: we're not familiar. We don't know. We don't know who Tommy is. We never heard of Ghost. We never heard of Tariq. We never heard of Tasha. We never heard of the Tejadas. We don't know who Saks is. We don't know Lobos. We don't know Nothing, we, it is basically like while power was going on and they were filming their six years, we were happening in Chicago in our own world. You know what I'm saying? We had our own world going on in Chicago. And now Tommy no longer can be in Chicago. You know, if you if you pay attention and watch Ghost, you know, Tommy faked his death in Ghost. Faked his death, hopped in his Mustang, start driving away, right? That's where force picks up. Tommy gets in that. Oh, all right. He gets in that Mustang. He starts driving away. He makes a pit stop in Chicago. And our world is already moving. And he just comes. He's inserted into it. And we're all like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. not let alone who the fuck are you? But what are you doing here? And whoa, wait, What? wait a minute. What? You know what I'm saying? And and then it goes from there. And that's, that's what it is.
2: You know, um, I have to ask, since you was on Snowfall for a bit, but there's like a big debate, like, which show is the best, The Wire, Power, or Snowfall? Um, like, which one of these three shows do you think had the bigger impact on um, urban TV history?
1: Well if we talking about which one has the bigger impact on urban TV history it's 100% Power. 100% Power. Like that that's just not not even a question. Like people wasn't even checking for The Wire when it was on for real. Niggas ain't start watching The Wire till like for real season 4 when it was about the kids if we being honest. Like niggas had to go back and watch The Wire. Like nobody was really watching The Wire in real time. I don't even think Twitter was out. We weren't live tweeting. It, the wire wasn't getting 10 11 million views every week that wasn't happening so and snowfall still don't do that now whether or not people want to argue about which show they like better which show they're yeah. they're more it relates better to them that's 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 subjective and that's their own opinion but if we go on by what you just said it's undoubtedly power shout out to courtney Kim at
2: 50 cent man All right, like if we can have like a drug dealer multiverse, like how do you think Franklin Saint would fare in the power universe? Like, do you think he would be the kingpin like he is um, on Snowfall? Or do you think he would, you know, kind of meet his untimely demise like everybody else eventually does? Uh,
1: See, now this is scary. I'm a fan of Franklin Saint and the man Damson Idris. So... I would like to say that he would he would make his way in the power universe, but I don't think he would last as long as he has in Snowfall only because Franklin Saint don't get his hands dirty. When we ever seen Franklin do, do anything for real. He ain't the one out there selling it. He ain't killing nobody. He ain't even fighting nobody for real. The only person he fought was really Uncle Jerome and Jerome whooped his ass. <laughs> he ain't he ain't really like that. And, and we get and we still have to remember, just because he act like a grown man, Frank Saint was still a kid. When we were introduced to him in a pilot, he was 17 years old. So five years later, was he 22? Yeah, nah. I think and, so, yeah. Yeah, so nah, so he really supposed to be only 22 if we playing it by the real timelines. In the power universe, these are grown men who are not afraid of getting their hands dirty. And he would have either had to grow up quick or he'd have got dealt with quicker.
2: All right, man. So like I know you're a big hoop guy. And um, you know, which NBA guy do you think would make the best enforcer within the power series? For me, if I'm in a jam, I'm calling up James Jones. Cause dude is like a black belt. he's a black belt. Yeah. He he got all types of shit going on. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go. Can it be past or present? Yeah, past, present, whoever. I'm going
1: Rasheed Wallace. Oh, she. I'm going That's a big, good one. man. I'm going Sheen, cause he just, a, he just, a, 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 or KG, man. One of them, big, big Lord, you know, Big Lord. Shout out to Big Lord, man. Shout out to KG, like well, either one of them, man. Either Rasheed Wallace or KG, cause either one of them, they was, they was, they was hood, bro. They, they could have been them dudes in, in the Power Universe.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm calling up James Jones, Udonis Haslam, and Charles Oakley. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I feel you. I feel you. On I ain't mad. I might go Steven Jack too. I might go. Yes, Steve. You know,
2: you know, back in the day, Jack had them guns on him, so <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> real one too.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. So, like, I don't like to use the word snitch, but like, all right, who do you think is the biggest? All right, I'll say snitch. Like, who do you think is the biggest snitch? Dre from the original Power, Mecca from Ghosts, or Chris Paul from the Suns? Chris Paul from the Suns. Yeah. You know dude always telling us somebody. I
1: don't know who he snitch on, man. You know, that's hilarious. I'm going to still go Dre. Dre, way bigger snitch. You can't even compare Dre and Mecca. Like, Mecca, they just they just told us he was a snitch. We Dre, we saw it. They didn't have to tell us. We saw it. He just was snitching, snitching, signing I don't care. I'll say whatever. Just get me out of here. Like, Jesus, it was that easy? You ain't even get a piece of chicken or nothing.
2: You just snitching. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be Dre. It's Dre, one hundred percent. Damn, I thought you was gonna go with my guy Chris Paul. You know, dude always, you know, (laughs) telling dude always telling us about. All right, so this year in the league, like the Bulls, they're like the surprise team. You know, Mm -hmm. as a Chicago, as a Chicago native, are you excited about the way that the Bulls are performing this year? You know, because they've been like trash for like the last five years or so.
1: Dog, I'm super excited. I got the bulls tatted on me. You can't really see it. I'm too dark, but the bulls tatted on me. So yeah, I'm excited, man. I I, I want to get back to Chicago and catch some of these games. That's why I'm excited, man. I, I like I said, I hope we get that season too. So I can get back to the
2: city, catch some of them games mm-hmm. out in the center. You know, looking back now, DeRozan was is the main reason why Chicago's playing beyond expectations. You know, are you worried about his playoff demons coming back to haunt him?
1: Oh no. Nah. I ain't worried about that. I don't um. I ain't worried about that at all. This is different. It's a different city, man. This is a different city. It's a different energy. It's a different team. Different group of men in that locker room. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not worried about nobody's playoff demons. If anything, I think it, I think it helps because he been here before, and now he you know that. So now he ain't gonna waste our time and go out there and do that to us. He like, no, I've been here before, and I I jagged last time, y'all. And I'm sorry, but I got us now. I know what's up.
2: Hey, and there's no LeBron in the East
1: anymore, so right. So eventually, mm-hmm. it's the East got to come through us. It's got to.
2: And I think now, as of this recording, you guys are in first place. I think they yes, are think you're we- in first place, and like yeah. Philly is like a half game behind you guys. So
1: yeah, I don't yeah, know, we'll
2: see. Yeah, we we number one in the East right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got if you had an MVP vote, like would you give it to Demar or would you give it to you know somebody else? I mean, I will give it to Demar. I don't think the
1: NBA would though, because they—I don't—I still don't think he's a big enough household name for the NBA to really consider him the MVP. I, I still believe in politics. I'm that conspiracy theorist who believe in politics.
2: The
1: NBA don't. The NBA don't want Demar Derozan to be an MVP. They don't, unless he wins the NBA Finals. Now it's like, all right, you can be the you can be the MVP of the Finals. We don't, I don't think the NBA wants mm-hmm. somebody like DeMar DeRozan to be the MVP. Like, I don't think that is really what they want. But if we keep winning like this, they might not have no choice. But I, I honestly think that we definitely most improved team. And Oh, definitely. And we got the record. And then on top of that, they were saying he was the worst. That was the worst deal of the offseason. Mm-hmm. And we in first place. And he the leading scorer on our team. I mean, if that ain't an MVP, I don't know what is.
2: Yep, and then you guys got him and Lonzo Ball. Like I think the Lonzo Ball signing was underrated to me, very
1: underrated. And, we, and we missing him now. If you've been watching these last few games, you could tell his absence. Mm-hmm. You could feel his absence out there on the court. No, no shade to Kobe White, but he ain't Lonzo. And Ayo, no, yep. Ayo too. The, the real, rookie out there going
2: crazy. Oh yeah, from Illinois. Yeah, yeah. he decent. Yeah, he was a decent um, draft pick for you, for you guys. Yeah, Ayo, nice. All right so um i think 2 weeks ago or maybe last week Grayson Allen he hurt Alex Caruso like right if you could all right if if you could hypothetically give Grayson Allen to you know one of the um enforcers on power who would it be who would it be um yeah <laughs> i'm going to give him to
1: the Tommy cuz Tommy Tommy going to make it painful. He ain't going to make it quick. Yeah, I'm going to give him the time.
2: I'm not advocating violence, but I think dude needs a little touch-up just just so he can stop.
1: Yeah, That's the only way he's going to stop. But I mean, that's a dirty dirty player, man. Everybody knows it, and the NBA needs to do something about it. But I'm not one of them people where I'm not particularly mad at some of the dirty plays that the NBA have because I personally feel like the NBA, the league is soft now. Like, I love the fact that dudes used to be out there fighting in real life sometimes, and you gonna, somebody going to get swung on. Where now, if somebody swings, like, all we hear about it, it on ESPN, that's all we hear about for weeks. Because somebody swung on somebody. Like, no, nah, that just needs to, that should just happen. I feel like shit like that should happen at least once again. Otherwise, ain't nobody out there trying.
2: We need one of them good old-fashioned fights between the Bulls and, and the Knicks. Knicks. Like man. they had back in the day.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, for real. I think I think the Bulls, we about the only team that would be down with some fighting, I think.
2: <laughs> with Detroit? No, nah, I don't think the Pistons, not anymore. You don't think so? Nah, they got all them pretty boys on on their team. All
1: right, all right. I was going to say so, I think that Isaiah Stewart situation with lebron he was ready.
2: Oh, yeah, I forgot about him.
1: I forgot about Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, he was ready that day. Looked like he had LeBron <laughs>
2: I need to put him on my um on my team in power. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I forgot about him. You know, Derrick Rose. Um, he's one of the, you know the best players in recent Bulls history. He's on the Knicks now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Knicks are moving towards re- um rebuilding. Um, what would it mean if Derrick Rose came back to the city? If he came back, he gonna have
1: to retire a bull. That's all I know. That's all I know. It will mean everything for the city. I just know if he come back home, got to retire. Got to retire. I mean,
2: like if you guys get like another wing player, maybe another shooter. I think Derrick Rose can be that missing, you know, player that you guys need to win a title. Yeah, but see, I don't know how I feel about Derrick Rose coming off the bench in Chicago. I don't know if I could.
1: I don't know if I could watch that. I could watch him come off the bench in New York because I could care less about the Knicks. But
2: hey, watch it now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but to watch him come off the bench in Chicago, I don't know. But who do we Mm -hmm. move to the bench?
2: Hey man, that'll be like Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench here. I mean,
1: Uh, shit
2: happens, but I I? wouldn't mind.
1: Like Derrick Rose today is better than Carmelo today.
2: Yeah, I could agree with that. Melos at the. Yeah. Melo's at the end of the line.
1: Yeah, it's, it's about over with Melo.
2: He can still hoop.
1: 100% mm-hmm. he can still hoop. But if we compare him, Derrick Rose today is better than Melo today.
2: You know, I, I kind of wanted the Lakers to win just so Melo could win the title, but I don't think that's happening this that, year. Uh,
1: that would be fire.
2: That shit's a wrap. It's definitely a wrap. <laughs> you guys always talk about your players at Chicago. How come you guys don't claim Jabari Parker no more? Like I don't ever hear nobody talking about him.
1: Nah, we 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 claim. We claim all our players, man. We claim Jabari. We claim Jabari, man. Shout out to Jabari Parker, man. We ain't going to do Jabari like
2: that. We claim. And what do you think about the rise of um, John Morant? I'm about to watch him play in a few minutes. He about to light up the Knicks.
1: Oh, yeah. John is insane, bro. You literally have to watch. I'm glad you just said that. Let me get my uh, fan duel together. But, <laughs> Yeah. You gotta watch every single game, Ja play, dog. It's one of the, he one of them players mm-hmm. where it's like you don't care if Memphis is playing the Thunder. You you watching Ja. You ain't even watching the Grizzlies. You ain't watching the Thunder game. What you doing, man? Watching this Ja Morant game. Watching Ja. Watching Ja Morant. Like you ain't even saying you watching the Grizzlies and Thunder game. It doesn't even matter at that point because if Ja's on TV, that's just that's must see TV at this point.
2: You know, I think he has the numbers to be the MVP, but I don't think they'll give it to him just because he's playing in Memphis.
1: Right, it's not a big market, but I don't know. With you know, Memphis.
2: and and another reason why I'm kind of rooting for him is because I just bought his rookie card too. I got it right here.
1: Oh yeah, that thing's gonna go up. <laughs> yeah, that thing's gonna go up.
2: So, so yeah. dude, like. I, so I want to do to win MVP, all that shit. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> all right, um, like who do you have winning the title this year? Do you think the Bucks can um, repeat?
1: No way. I don't even think the Bucks make it to the uh, finals. They got to come through Chicago. Honestly, man, it's it's kind of toss up. Like usually, what's crazy is you think that the uh, the title always comes out the West, but this year I think it's gonna come out the East. Uh, cause, cause in the West right now, it's kind of all over the place. Phoenix still looking like they' good to go back. They looking like mm-hmm. they' good to go back, but I'm going to rock with my Bulls, man. Bulls gonna win the championship.
2: I was talking shit about Chris Paul earlier, but I kind of want the Suns to win just so Chris Paul can um, win the title. Cause um, get him one. Snitch- yeah, because snitching aside, like he's a Hall of Fame man. Like he hasn't had much playoff success, but I want him to you know, at least have that validation of winning the championship. Right. You know, how about your MVP? Like earlier this season, I think KD had it, but now I think Embiid has the award locked up. Oh, yeah, Embiid. Embiid definitely.
1: Or DeRozan, man. But they ain't gonna give it to him. But uh, <laughs> it's either Embiid or DeRozan, for sure. Oh, uh, my publisher said that she's in the waiting room, by the way. sorry.
2: Oh, let me... Uh... Oh, no worries, she's off. She said no worries, she's off oh all right <laughs> all right so um i always ask the guest on this show this like um what's in your sneaker rotation right now like what's like what is it looking like these days oh man my sneaker rotation is crazy bro
1: like I, what i have got just one around right here right now it ain't nothing but yeezy slides and off whites i got these rubber dunks right here the green the green and uh black rubber dunk off white rubber dunk joints i got those those are heavy in a rotation and um Honestly, my Yeezy slides is just I pretty much only wear my slides everywhere. If I can go with slides on, I'm going with the Yeezy slides on or the phones. I love the phones, I got every colorway in the phones, so I, I wear those. These are my girls right here, so these are hers, but I got every colorway. These are my my foot ain't just 13, these are my girls, but I got these too.
2: You know, the slides are like the most comfortable joints I ever want, like, and Dog. just like you said,
1: Dog, if it's I can.
2: If I can get away with it, I'm wearing it wherever. Exactly.
1: like, man, yeah, I, I wear them everywhere. I barely put on shoes. I only put on shoes when I'm going somewhere that I know won't let me in with my
2: slides. Do you have a sneaker purchase that you're after right now that you um can't find or or you seen the price and be like, Yeah, nah.
1: Like what's what's crazy? I wanted them um them off-white like, tools, them Jordan tools, the red and white ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was about to get them. And I saw they was like 700. And I'm like, uh, I'm gonna wait for them to drop. I can catch them at like five. I get them when they hit five. I ain't buying them at 700. Now, nah. like three days later, man, RIP Virgil, but Virgil died like three days later. And that shit shot up to like $2,600. I said, oh yeah, no, I guess i never have.
2: <laughs> that's, I have how, that's how they reach now. Yeah,
1: I, I haven't checked since, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying 26 for, I'm not doing it.
2: I kind of had a similar situation, like the thing that happened at the Travis Scott concert. You know, it was a bad thing that happened. Oh but yeah. There was a part of me that was kind of hoping, like because of the backlash and people was trying to cancel him and all of that. I was kind of hoping that the uh, resale of the sneakers was would go it down a little bit. It went up on the um, on all the
1: merch from all the uh, like all the McDonald's Cactus Jack merch it went up.
2: Yeah, the merch went up, but I wanted the sneaker prices to go down. That's oh, yeah. what I had. That, right that's out. what I had my eye it's on. But.
1: It's still thirteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. I'm still not. I'm not doing thirteen hundred for no Jordans. They can kick rocks.
2: I mean, like it depends. I mean, you gotta twist my arm, but not. For I probably the, wouldn't, but
1: not for Jordans. I, if I'm paying thirteen, it gotta be. It gotta be like a, a some so, some sort of designer. Gotta be. You gotta be like a Dior shoe, a Louis V shoe, mm. shoe. Not for no damn Jordans. Them boys is one fifty, my G. I'm not. You can't get me like that. It ain't even. It ain't even about the bread at this point. I just can't go.
2: All right. Before we go, like I have to ask you this. Um, you were recently in New York for the Force premiere. Um, mm-hmm. and I hope and I hope you had the chance to eat some real pizza. Like, which yeah. pizza do you like the most? Chicago. The New York pizza, or oh, you like Chicago? Yeah, I Chicago
1: pizza way better. But see, this is the misconception.
2: The misconception
1: is us real Chicagoans eat deep dish, and we don't. It's like you. It's like y'all New Yorkers saying that y'all people thinking that y'all actually go to Times Square because you don't. That's like uh-huh. some tourist shit and tourist shit only. That's what deep dish pizza is to us. We don't eat that shit. We do that when tourists come in and they wanna let's t- let's try some deep dish. All right, man like the same way in LA. Don't nobody go to Hollywood Boulevard to the walk of fame. Nobody goes to Roscoe's chicken and waffles. That shit we do when people come to LA and they want to go there. That's the same way with the pizza in Chicago. So if you judging the deep dish pizza versus New York pizza, I might choose the New York pizza. Cause I don't really like the deep dish shit either. But if we just take a regular pizza versus regular pizza, oh, Chicago by Lancelot.
2: I That's never had right. regular Chicago pizza. That's only, no I only had That's done why people like
1: you still think New York pizza is better. Right. You ain't just had our regular square cut pizza,
2: thin crust. Come on, forget about it. All right, next time I'm gonna hold you to that. Eat. Telling you, trust me. All right, so um, I like to play a game. Start bench cut. I'll give you like three things. You tell me if you're gonna start it, bench it, or cut it. All okay. Right? So we're gonna start with some Bulls players. Start bench cut. We got Derrick Rose, Zach Levine, or DeMar DeRozan. Which Derrick Rose? Any version of Derrick Rose. You can be MVP, six man, hurt Derrick Rose. Um. All right, I'm
1: a, I'm a, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start Derrick Rose then.
2: Mm-hmm. Got to. I'm
1: gonna start Derrick Rose then. The bitch DeMar, cut Zach.
2: All right. The next one. Is for power. You got Tommy Ghost or Franklin Saint.
1: I'ma start Tommy. Nah, yeah, I'ma start Tommy. Bench Ghost, cut Franklin.
2: You know, I wonder if Franklin still got that cane.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, hey, we'll see. They, I think they put me in February too.
2: All right, bro. Like, I want to thank you for joining me. You know, I'm really looking forward to Force. Um Do you have any other? upcoming projects that you're working on?
1: Oh, man, uh, I may or may not pop in on Snowfall this season. You
2: know, you never know. That's oh, Snowfall and power. So you're definitely going to be busy.
1: You see? You know, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, dog. I appreciate it. All right, that.
2: man.